You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. top five podcast where it's our duty to disagree with personal preference i am your host flash shomo and i am your co-host luke shomo luke shomo hey how was your week luke my week was was i'm gonna say great oh yeah great wow great i'm gonna use great <laughs> uh here's the reason why was because i went to south carolina and i don't know if many people have been to south carolina but on the way to south carolina from ohio there is multiple fast food restaurants called Cookout. Oh, and nice. Cookout, Cookout is probably the greatest fast food ever created, in my opinion. Uh, I, I do uh, enjoy Cookout. And anyone's opinion is different than me is wrong. And that's <laughs> just how I feel about Top it. Top five items from Cookout. Uh, well, there's only one thing you get for me, and it's a tray. The tray is a, which you has get a main. items on it? I get the big double burger, okay. cheddar style, no mayo. It's got cheese yeah, sauce, bacon, sauce. and grilled onions on it. Double patty, boom. And then on nice. the side items, you have like a million sides to choose from. I usually go Cajun fries, nice. hush puppies. Oh. It's like my go-to move. If people are not from America, what is a hush puppy? Hush puppy is like a corn-based bread that's deep fried. It's like, it's <laughs> like deep fried cornbread, basically, <laughs> in a ball form. And then you just dip it in sauce, and it's wonderful. Nice, nice. And then you get a shake, and uh, they have a bunch of shakes. Did you say shakes. you get a corn dog? You can. I did. I did I not. Feel like, yeah, I feel can. like some I, people get corn dogs. I'll put that in there every once in a while. But the shakes are where it's at. They oh get, yeah, they they'll just, do like cheesecake shakes, and they throw a whole piece of cheesecake. Yeah, in they it. just lob in a piece of pie as well. It's when amazing. You pie ones. Yeah, I've seen that. That's so cool. cookout. I would. Mm, everyone needs to go to cookout forever. I cookout in and it's years. so cheap. It's cheap. Yeah, That's the main is. thing. It's like you get great food and you spend like seven bucks. It's awesome. The dream. How about your week? <laughs> Did you have any cookout? Probably not. Can you eat anything at cookout uh, no, as a gluten-free person? I think person? I can get it in lettuce. Oh, oh yeah. I did have it recently. You do lettuce wraps? Yeah, I had a burger and a lettuce. There you go. That was about it. You're set. Yeah, not very thrilling. Uh, but, you know, it's a such is life. Yeah. So it's hush puppies hush contaminating puppies. the fryer. Mm. <laughs> They can contaminate it all day. That's fine. That was my week. Um, I've been drinking some charcoal past couple of days. Yum. Just as good. My absolute fave. Because mm. <laughs> uh, we went out to some terrible place and I got glutened. So glutened I've just been uh, glutened. I'm always getting glutened. Attack of the glutened. Um, so, yeah, I've just been drinking some charcoal to help out my old stomach. Does that help? Yeah, it does. What does it do? Um, it just kind of lines it. It, like, neutralizes a lot mm. of stuff. They give it to you when you, like... OD on stuff. Ah, Doctors like pour it into your stomach. Didn't that happen with BZ? Yeah, that's sad. I forgot about that. My dog. Uh, <laughs> She's still alive. No, I know. It's sad the, the amount of money I spent to make sure she lived. She got Could a bunch of chocolate, chocolate brownies. Yeah, she got a bunch of chocolate brownies because she is resourceful and I don't know how she got them, but she did. And we had to take her to the vet and they gave her a bunch of charcoal and medicine and made them throw up and it was, it was gnarly. Nice. Not great. That wasn't this week though. No, this was... It was a while ago. She's with us still, so I'm happy. <laughs> she's still alive, if anyone uh, didn't know. Not like her ghost is still no, with no, us. No. Like she she's, very much she's lives. literally lying next to us right now. She would be a very happy she's ghost. She's been quite quiet for once, she is. which is shocking. You might hear her jingling collar later on. 
Okay, today we have uh, a guest. We I was going to say special guest. guest, but I keep feel like I say that about every guest. I think they're all special. They are all special in their individual way, aren't they? Luke I, says lovingly, I think so. I'm Mr. Oshie Bashar. As I look Bashar. into Oshie's eyes, <laughs> Luke just I'm looked special, lovingly. All right. Mr. Oshie Bashar, hello. Hello. How you doing? I'm pretty good. Yeah. Did you have any food-based joys this week? Any charcoal in your diet? <laughs> uh, I probably should have had some charcoal. I've been kind of um, on a diet on of diet, sorts, gotta try but, it. you know, just trying to eat better, staying in the gym. What's an of sorts diet? Um, you know, I, I just I'm want not specifics. like a, I'm not like the kind of person who is like, yeah, <laughs> alcohol. <laughs> no, <laughs> actually, I didn't drink all week until yesterday, and. I'm paying for it today, um, <laughs> but I'm not the type to be on a diet and be like, oh, I'm going to stick to this rigid diet. I just kind of set some guidelines for yeah, myself and try to like what do better. what everyone should do. Lifestyle. You know what I mean? So it's all about balance. Bit of everything yeah. and you're fine. Yeah. I was on the cookout diet. Does that count? Yeah. Back to the cookout thing. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, Cajun chicken sandwiches. Oh, my, my oh they do chicken now. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like a grilled piece of chicken with like a great... Um, Mixture of spices. They obviously Herbs love the Cajun spices. in cookout. Yeah, they're from the South, baby. <laughs> yeah. Spice it uh, up. Love cookout. It is also probably my favorite, like, fast food. I, I've had a lot of varying fast food across this great country, and cookout every time leaves me so happy. And I respect the other good fast foods out there, but cookout, man, mm, for value, how good it is. Yeah, mm. I'd say it's pretty consistent. <laughs> My mouth is watering right now. It sounds now, like we're trying to get a cookout sponsor, guys. Dude, I don't think we are. I mean, I if even, we did, that would be awesome. I, I don't, don't even need a sponsor. I don't even. I'll do. I'll just give them give money. The money. Yeah, they can have it. <laughs> it's yeah, like you said, it's very inexpensive. So, <laughs> it's kind to the wallet and the stomach. Yeah, yeah. which is what we're about in this yeah. economy. It really you kidding is. me? It's very southern. Oh my god. Okay, Oshie. Uh, real name Julian. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many people know that. Do people know that? Because you've been Oshie so, since you were tiny, I right? I can't see you as it's Julian funny ever. I get into an Uber with uh, somebody who I've been friends with for a long time, but doesn't know that. Oh, really? And then the Uber driver calls my name. And they're like, who the fuck is Julian? And then I've actually been like pulled back out of an Uber by a friend. Pulled back like, out? <laughs> like, oh, we're in the wrong one. And like physically <laughs> dragged out. And I'm like, that's me. <laughs> you idiots. That's hilarious. Yeah. Did you ever go by Jules? <laughs> uh, I think you're the only person to come. Well, yeah. Caleb calls we Jules. Caleb drops the Jules Caleb every now and, and then, too. I like Jules. Jules is good. That's a good name. Jules. Yeah. You drink, Jules. <laughs> oh, my yeah. gosh. Where's the where did Oshie come from? It's uh, super bad. Super bad. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So where did Oshie come from? Your parents just... There's a big trend in this country of people naming their kids one thing and then calling them something completely different. It's very confusing to me because you were Oshie really? from like very young, right? Yeah, I, I've been Oshie my whole life. Um, my mom got it from Oshkosh Bagash, the like <laughs> yes. baby overalls. Yes. And um, and then my dad's name's Julian because he's French. And they put that on my birth certificate as, you know, a backup plan in case I needed like a more. Because like, you that name. wasn't a nickname, I guess. <laughs> And uh, wait, so, so you're technically Julian Bashar the second, uh, yeah. or junior, I guess yeah. maybe. <laughs> it, is it the second? I don't know how well, that works. I reckon it would be the second. Well, I know, or is it junior and then second? I know okay. that it's yeah, because well, there's like I think it's the second if you're named after your grandpa, 
And you're a I junior really? if it's after your dad. I should. I wish I knew this. Rules. I'd be going by junior. <laughs> I know this because life. my dad. My dad is a junior. He is. But on his, he's the second or he's a, he's one of them. And on the birth certificate, they did it wrong. <laughs> it's like officially he's the second on his birth certificate, but technically he's actually a junior. Yeah, he's or definitely something. junior because it's like he goes by junior. Instagram. Instagram. Handles a junior. Yeah, I think anyway. he embraces it anyway. Okay. Um. So you, I got told you were born in New York. Yeah. But you've been in Ohio your whole life. Mm-hmm. And your dad definitely lives in Europe somewhere. Uh-huh. So you're just a worldly guy. Yeah. With that Ohio, culture. New York, with and the, the world. With that crazy <laughs> name, which probably doesn't help at airports. Yeah. You get stopped a lot, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I do. Um, profiled. <laughs> um, it's that dark hair and dark eyes. Yeah, maybe. And you know, my, my last name really is like... Um, of Middle Eastern descent. Yeah, it must be. So I don't know if that has anything to do with mm. it. Yeah, it must do. Yeah. Which is rude. It's but Very uh, profiling. Yeah. And then like people are always like, well, what's your brother's name? And I'm like, John. <laughs> so my brother's John and he lives in Brooklyn um, and he was born in Ohio and my name's Ashi and I live in Ohio and I was you were born, born in Brooklyn. So. <laughs> just yeah. a confusing situation. It's <laughs> way there. too confusing. Let's do your musical past. <sighs> you were in City Lights from 2008. Uh, yeah. Was it earlier than that? Was yeah. there a band before that? Because you're very mysterious. Online, I couldn't really find a lot about you. There's, um, yeah, there's a couple, you know, like local bands I was in. You weren't ever um, in like Buried With Crowns or who, whoever was in that band? No, my first band. That was Caleb's OG Oh, band. I thought that was Cam's. I couldn't no, remember. No, that's Caleb. <laughs> yeah, Buried With Crowns represent. <laughs> nice. Look that up on YouTube. My, my first band was called Double S. Oh. Which I believe stood for Satan's Scrotum. Mm. <laughs> Uh, a little bit opposite than buried with crap. A real edge lord yeah. over here. We were, uh, I imagine, the opposite type of kids that were in buried with crowns. But oh my uh, god, what type of music was it? Was it heavy? It was metal? a pop punk band. I joined. I joined into that band late, so I wasn't. You know, oh, it wasn't I, your I, birth child. I, yeah, I didn't. I choose didn't it. Choose the name. Okay. Um, yeah, heavily influenced by like um, the good Charlotte. Nice. Phoenix TX. Nice. Bands like that. And then that band kind of, we kind of just kept kind of the same uh, members and changed the name to um, Before My Eyes, which is <laughs> oh. funny because there's a band called Before Their Eyes. Pretty similar. Yeah. Were you guys rivals? Well, no, because we were kind of <laughs> almost done by the time that band showed up. Mm. Interesting um, timing. Yeah, you say? definitely yeah. stole your name. I, I never really, them. and you know, I, uh, that band was, you know, obviously from Ohio and we know the guys that were in the band. Oh. Never really like discussed it with them. So I honestly don't really know. <laughs> I agree to hash this but, out. Yeah. Let's invite him in for a two. And then it was City Lights. Yeah. Then it was City Lights. So like before my eyes was like a Screamo band. So we went nice. from pop punk when Screamo became cool. Huge, we like yeah. changed to that. And then we were like. Let's and then Fallout Boy got big, and we were like, "Oh, let's go back to let's get punk. back and to the Satan when Scrotum roots." Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so <laughs> with City Lights, am I right in thinking that you did all the writing for it? It's kind uh, of like what Caleb does with Bear Tooth. You do yeah, everything for it. The it's majority, just your yeah. Thing. You're a writist. I am a writister. <laughs> yeah. A writister. Yeah. yeah. So how did you come about joining Bear Tooth? Were you like Cam and forced a way in, or did Caleb just stalk you because he's the biggest City Lights fan in the entire world? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Cam was actually in City Lights with me, and um, we had been a band for, I don't know, three or four years, something like that. 
and we'd done like some pretty extensive touring around the States. Um, but you know, we were getting kind of older and like, you know, it was hard to keep like members in the band. Cause they like everyone jokes. was just like, well, I need to make some money <laughs> guys. I got to be real with you. It's um, not going to die. Yeah. So it started to wind down a bit. Yeah. It started to wind down a bit. And like, you know, I was starting to like wonder, uh, if I should keep it going or not. But, uh, and then cam, you know, bear tooth added a second guitar player. And so cam got that opportunity to jump in with Beartooth. And then I don't know, it was maybe like after like a month or two later, um, Cam, I forget how it went down. Cam, <laughs> Cam, <laughs> okay, we're going to have producer Caleb jump Caleb's in. Caleb's got a, a story, obviously. Here we go. Caleb, you tell us how it happened. Give me his fucking. <laughs> All right. So Cam joined second guitar player. I have always been a giant City Lights fan. Huge have, City Lights fan. Do you have fan. shirts? Uh, yeah. Merch. I, I, I literally you wouldn't was... be caught dead wearing them in public because they're hideous. <laughs> they're, they were of they're the times. Of the times. <laughs> they were of the times. But damn it, I have them. Yeah. And uh, no, but I was a huge City Lights fan. And Cam obviously was in City Lights. But Cam was Cam's loyalty to City Lights, I felt like, was pretty fleeting. He was always <laughs> going on vacations. And Dealey was always playing. Well, Beartooth toured with City Lights. Yeah. And yeah. Dealey and Taylor played guitar. Because Cam was in Hawaii. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, well, anyway, Hawaii. keep this brief. We all went out one night and I was out with Chase and uh, Cam and City Lights people. And we're out drinking at some bars. And uh, I really wanted Ashi to play bass because we needed a new bass player. And we we're all pretty, pretty hammered, full blown hammered. Pretty and, uh, <laughs> we're at that bar next to Newport. I yeah, it it, I think it, the name is different now. Um, uh, Bento. It was called Bento. But, yeah, uh, but we we were there. Midway and, is what it's was, called now. Yeah, and I was just like, "All right, man, let's cut the shit. You're playing bass. I need a backup singer. Like we're doing this." And he was just like, "All right." And then, <laughs> yeah, we got wasted All together, right. and it was really fun. And, and the rest uh, is history. That was that's literally how I got the band. Yeah, well, and then Cam texted me, "String up, motherfucker." <laughs> String up. Classic and Cam, Cam was in was Hawaii. Was he in Hawaii at that time? He was, yeah. Uh, um, you still... Uh, he's never not in Hawaii. You're still in doing, his mind. You're still doing music with City Lights? Still, still writing? Uh, I have, like, released music, you know, Since, ho- you post the unofficial breakup or whatever it was. But, um, yeah, no, I haven't written anything under that name in a while now. It's been a, a few years. You I doing don't... some other writing? Yeah. Other, you doing writing for other bands and stuff? Yeah, up in... I I work with uh, Nick Ingram up at Capitol House Studio. Um, Shout out, Nick. Great guy. Best yeah, bud. He's all right. Great really butt. fun to work with. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, we, we work together, like team up on projects sometimes. But right now I'm working on like a country project um, where like, you know, I'm kind of executive producing the thing. Nice. And uh, you're the big picture. Yeah. And uh Got a, a few guys. Dealey is one of them. Will uh, Dealey is just popping up all over the shop, isn't he? It's true. Yeah, we call him Phil Dealey because he's always filling in. <laughs> Classic filling. Yeah, but uh, that's been a lot of fun. And I feel like uh, being in Beartooth, you can't say the word country right now because uh, everyone will be like, Everyone's, "That's it, yep. Beartooth's a country band." Very true. Oh yeah, you're getting a lot uh, of that. The, but, the amount. 
other kids, you've released that and they're like, well, now Beartooth's just country. I'm like, no, it's just an acoustic EP. Like, yeah. calm down. It's like reimagined Like we're songs. the first band to ever do acoustic versions play of their songs. Stuff. It's so ridiculous. Play, yeah. play, play the problem. <laughs> so, <laughs> Which part yeah. do you prefer the most? Like the producing, the writing, or just being on stage? Um, I, th- I mean, I feel like if you ask any musician who is into songwriting, studio is going to be their favorite part about oh, being really? a band. I think so. Not being on stage. Maybe, maybe not, but I, it's I, lo- creating. I love studio. Yeah. You get to make, make stuff. Yeah. The creating part is the most fun, but I mean, you know, shows are fucking sick. Um, <laughs> so all in all, there's not a lot of bad things about it's having playing music have, as yeah. your job. So. What's the name know, of the country? Right? What's the name of the country band? I want country band's get it called out there. Topher Greenwood and the Holy <laughs> Smokes. Holy shit, that's so and good. And we're finishing up like the first EP nice. um, next week. So, oh, it might be out by mm. the time this comes out. That's then. so true. Look out for Topher. Yeah, maybe. Topher Greenwood. Maybe. We're gonna see, <laughs> yeah, we're going to see what we're going to do with it. We're not sure yet. But I have heard one, and actually, it's really catchy. I'm and not even I a country. Not like country yeah, music. I'm not a country guy, and it's amazing. I'm. I'm not just saying that because you're sad here. I really like it. Okay. Yeah, I want you to know that. From I have been of my a heart. country fan really my whole life. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you know, living in Ohio, it's kind of hard to avoid. It's true. Yeah. There's a lot of it. Um, Your appreciation level, despite us changed. being yeah. a northern state, I don't know why it, so much country music. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a lot of weird things <laughs> in, in America. Well, we but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, if you're a songwriter and you look at things objectively in music you know there's a lot of great um, songwriting going on like in nashville and things so yeah it's cool it's been, it's been really fun lighthearted, and relaxed Topers you know? the future baby Fill yeah. some time yeah what um what are we were drinking today everybody i luke shomo have natterdays okay and i think oh she's drinking the same thing yep i've got a natterdays as well we Natter have days. spoken about this on the podcast before but we've never drunk it on i'm the obsessed with it dude it's, it's like so beer. Good. It's basically a shandy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's very shandy esque. It's like fruity beer, fruity it's light daytime. beer. It's a summer beer for sure. I'm yeah. sure this will not be summer when this comes out. No, but it'll be the middle of mm. winter. Well, it's not even summer right now. Is I know. It? No, it's, it's the, like end. the trans- summer's over. We're transitioning to fall. Yeah, but I'm still drinking Natter Days. Can't take this from me. Um, I'm drinking Ace Cider again. I'm trying that bad boy out again because I haven't had it since the last time I had it on the podcast. So it's been a while. Yeah, it's nice. Easy drinking. As Easy. What seems flavor to be you the got theme. today? Uh, it's just Perry, so it's just pear. Pear. Oh. Pear. Pear cider. Nice. Um, what subject have you chosen for your top five today, Mr. Oshi? Young Jules. Uh, yeah, this will come as no surprise. It's Star Wars related. Nice. I'm a big Star Wars You're fan. A Star Wars. Aficionado, I would say. I don't, I don't hide it very well. So, yeah. <laughs> Nor so should you. Uh, I think we're doing top five. Star Wars scenes. Yes, we are. And we have agreed to focus on the Skywalker saga films yes. only. So episodes, episodes one, one through eight. eight. Boom. Yes. I wanted to say original recipe, which I is originally how I phrased it, but that would be just four, five, and six. Mm-hmm. So we've done it so it's one to, through eight. There's mm-hmm. a lot to choose from. It's I, a did, lot yeah, going I wanted on. it so we had more to choose yeah, from, but I, I didn't like, it. like I love Rogue One, but I didn't want to like start getting confused with mm-hmm. all the different franchises. Star Wars stories and, and- yeah. yeah, there's a lot to take in. Why? So you picked this because you're just obsessed with Star Wars, right? Yeah, it's, you know, I spend a lot of time actually watching uh, and listening to, you know, Star Wars related um, panels or podcasts. 
And, you know, sometimes it's like, I really want to chime in. So I'm excited to let us talk some Star Wars <laughs> today. I, just before we get started, I have a fond memory with Oshi about Star Wars. Julian? And we were in California and the new Star Wars uh, ride or exhibit or something had opened. We got in a car, we went all the way to oh, Disneyland yeah. and uh, we got there and Oshi was like, oh, I think I booked the tickets for the Florida. Oh, no. <laughs> for the Florida No, we were one. in Florida and I had booked it for... California. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. It, it, it was, we were just in the wrong one. And then Osha was like, we were like, let's just try and see if they can have it. And they could not have it. So you didn't get in? Well, I've, I've never done it, yeah. No, oh. because it had just opened. So it was really busy. Yeah. What a have you, sad have you thing. Have you been there yet? Yeah, I ended up doing it. Okay. Um, and it was incredible. Like, you know. I got to go to the Florida Star Wars before it became insane. Like it was very yeah, early have, on. Like, a whole yeah. town they built now. an entire world for it now. Right. Well, what this was was just a it was like a fully immersive uh VR experience. Mm, okay. Um and you're you're on Mustafar, which is yeah. the, the lava planet. Yeah. And it's like you can feel the heat and like smell That's the sick. fire. Like is it a so everything. you're you're like sitting and doing like the you're headsets. not sitting you're standing okay you're walking around like no in, shit. uh you know you're you're uh you're a stormtrooper that's tight I, I think i can't remember the storyline now no you, you're uh you're you know probably a rebel or something but you're fighting <laughs> stormtroopers you're something. yeah i can't can't remember the storyline exactly but the same company is doing a uh vr game for like the oculus oh. Oh. vader awesome. immortal and they're that's releasing tight. it in episodes so they've done episode one and two, and you're just kind of like uh, Darth Vader's apprentice. Do you have that? Or something like that. I don't have an Oculus, mm -hmm. so I haven't gotten to play it, but I've watched, you know, like playthrough yeah, videos of it. That sounds awesome. Because there's some little like morsels of canon that they sure. drop in there that are pretty cool. That's so. tight. Yeah. That's tight. I feel like this is going to be the the kind of episode. So I love Star Wars. Yes, But Ashi loves <laughs> yeah. Star Wars. And I feel like I'm... It's I'm just, a, I'm a fan and, but I don't feel like I have, like, I don't dive super deep into all the comics and the, you know, all the right. animated, like, I would love to get more into that, but I feel like your knowledge base is so much more vast. Yeah. Basically, this is just going to be an episode of knowledge bombs. Just yeah. And I want all that. I want the knowledge bombs because yeah. I love that. Okay. Who wants to go first? You want to go first? You want, me to, kick it you off? want me to go first? It's up to you. You want to go? I can go first. Why don't you go first? I'm going to kick off and say number five. Sorry. I just saw Beasley leap off the deck. She has a, an amazing <laughs> jumping um, ability. That was very impressive. Um, I am going to go first and say I'm. I, I felt like I had to kind of get some from each trilogy. I did try to do that I as tried well. to do that. And I actually really disliked one, two, and three. The prequels. Um, the prequels uh, mostly because of Anakin's acting was so horrific. Or Hayden? The old, yeah, Hayden Christian. Not the not the young kid. He wasn't so good at acting either. Oh, was he not? He was I, don't, I barely no. remember that. He, I actually did either. not rewatch that one when I was doing this. But my um, number five scene from Star Wars is... When there's going to be lots of spoiler alerts in this, guys. So if you haven't seen them, then I don't know what to tell you come back. <laughs> I know, right? You've um, had time. Is uh, when Anakin is turned to the dark side mm. and he walks into the academy and all the little kids are hiding because they're scared and they come out and go, what are we going to oh, do? The younglings. And then he just slaughters uh, them. Obviously, they don't show that. That made your top five? But, well, the thing that made my top Dark. five is that it's hilarious because he goes to see Padme straight after and he's just killed a bunch of kids. Yeah. And she's like, 
how are you? And he's just like kind of deadpan normal. Doesn't even care. Sorry, I just, just slaughtered a bunch yeah. of children. It was crazy. Uh, the other mentions for the first ones, are obviously the Yoda and Palpatine fight, which is hilarious. Is this an honorable mention This for is you? an honorable mention from this so movie. You're just going through the movie here. Just from the movie. Um, and obviously, yeah. Just if you steal any of mine. And then Anakin in the in the lava when he's like. You want your first knowledge bomb? Yes, go. Drop okay. it. Uh, just pepper him in. <laughs> Sprinkle. We're going to have a dash of knowledge bomb. No. Um, I don't have a knowledge bomb. Oh. What? I'm just kidding. I'm so let down. I know. I am too. I thought you were really going to say it. Did you, you can just make lose something it? Up. No. I just, I did lose it. But I, you know what I think is, uh, that's one of the things with the prequels, right? Is like Anakin just does all this fucked up shit. And oh, Padme yeah. is just like, uh, it's all right. He's fine. You know what I mean? Like, Everyone's just like, whatever. He's yeah. fine. Like, and yeah. Ewan McGregor's like, where are the younglings? And it's like, they're yep. dead, mate. They're yep. gone. Yeah. yeah so the Anakin, youngling scene is dark. It's it's dark. Because um, they don't show it, but obviously you yeah, know it's happened. Yeah. And it, they like Master really. Master Skywalker, what are we going to do? do? <laughs> you're going to die. Yeah, you're going to die. You're about to get killed. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was my number five. Nothing crazy to say about it, just because I was just like, wow, that is dark. He just literally murdered a whole range of kids. Yeah. Just yeah. all of them. My to number try five. Wipe out the Jedi. My number five is not from the prequels. This is a, um, it's a very universally loved scene, I would think. Um, and it honestly could have been much higher on my list, but I didn't want to like, there's some other stuff I really enjoy, but from the Ridge, New Hope. Yep. The cantina scene as a whole is one of just my favorite scenes because the firstly, it's just all set by this amazing song. But classic jam. There's so much good that happens in that scene. I think you meet Han for the first time. You do? I'm just going to jump and say this is my number four. So I might jump in and talk it with you. Let's talk about it. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say you get to meet Han. I can't remember. Have you met Chewie already? Or is yeah, he... Chewie's there with him. Yeah. So you get them. He doesn't have a lot of, I mean, I don't want to call it dialogue. <laughs> sure. He just kind of <laughs> noises. <there>. They introduce <laughs> him. Banter. Um, and then you've got, so you got the song. You've got Han and Chewie. You've got Han and Greedo's thing going on. Yep. The Han shot. First controversy. Scene, yeah. yeah, I wanted to bring this up with you. For people that don't know about the controversy. Yeah. Can you explain it a little bit? Yeah, so... In the original versions, um, Han and Greedo are discussing uh, Greedo taking Han in, you know, dead or alive to Jabba the Hutt because Han owes Jabba a bunch of money. And um, to escape the situation, Han low-key pulls out his blaster out of the table and just offs Greedo. Um, Later on, when George Lucas did the special editions... Which he did go back in and... CGI yeah. everything up. Yeah. Yeah. He uh he made a lot of changes to um to the original movies, you know, some some okay and some really, really bad. <laughs> Questionable at best. Yeah, th- and this is an example of a, a, just a terrible decision. He decided that he w- didn't want Han Solo to uh kill Greedo in cold blood. And so he CGI'd Greedo firing his blaster first. And then they like take Han Solo's head and digitally move it to the side like he dodges like the he's blaster. Oh my god. And yeah. it looks awful for <laughs> starters. Second of all, 
it just doesn't really make it sense. Yeah, it's, you don't need it. Han can just kill someone. Right. It's fine. And all of a sudden, yeah. so Greedo's talking all this stuff about getting Jabba's money, and then he's like, "Actually, no, I'm just going to kill you." Like that wouldn't happen. Yeah. Like I don't understand yeah. why so, he felt the need to do that. Yeah, and you know, he had his blaster pulled on Han, and uh, you know, and in the original, and then Han shot Han's just like you know, like he's acting casual, like yeah. he's just talking to yeah. him. Then he just blasts. Him. Yeah, which is. I don't know. I feel like it fit. I, were they just trying to soften up Han? Like, is that yeah, why maybe. he did it? I think so. His introduction. And, you know, one of the ongoing themes and, you know, discussion right now is, you know, the fact that George Lucas has had not a lot to do with the uh, sequel trilogy. Right. And his, he claims that his focus has always been on creating movies for children. Um, and... Um, some of the criticisms of the new trilogy is that they try to appeal to the older fans a little too much. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for better or for worse, like, you know, a lot of people, a lot of the original trilogy fans hated the prequels. Yeah. But if you're a kid who grew up with the prequels, those are your favorites. Right. You know what I mean? So George Lucas, you know, for all his faults, you know, he was priming a new generation of Star Wars fans when he made those movies. And you got to give him credit for that um, because he did something right because yeah. the, the the prequels actually are wildly popular with a certain generation so yeah, yeah. definitely i mean he was making a movie for kids and then he just had kids murdered i uh, also in the cantina scene real yep. quick that you you learn about the castle run i'm pretty sure that's the first time that's yeah. the first time he does says the 12 parsecs, 12 parsecs castle yeah. run which ends up becoming a major thing later yeah. on in the star wars universe yeah and I, then, I also oh. have the, um, it's right after Luke's aunt and uncle have been murdered. And Luke doesn't give a shit. He's just gone. He's just like, yeah, where are we going? He's up I'm and like, gone. You, the people that brought you up have just been burned alive. And you're right. asking where you're going next. I know. No mention of them at all. Ready to get off this rock. Um, and also Kenobi could just straight up cuts the guy's arm I was going to say yeah. that. One and of the best lines is like when the dude's like, he doesn't like, like you. you. I don't like you I don't either. like you either. I love that line. <laughs> yeah. so um, good. But yeah, it's really funny. And yeah, so he does mention the, the Parsec thing, but my favorite line from that scene is uh, when Han's like, you haven't heard of the Millennium Falcon? <laughs> As if like the whole universe yeah. should have heard of it. Yeah, the entire universe. Yeah. So yeah. good. Anyway, yeah, I know that's a pretty beloved scene by most, but for me, yeah. it's just, it's great. I just love it because we get introduced to Han Solo and yep. it's just cool. There's just a lot going on in that scene. Anyway, that's my five. Five. Nice. Okay. How about you, Ash? What's Osh, your number you're five? number five? Okay, I need to give like my pre-statement. Oh, I love gosh. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, is this, this going to be political? It sounds like a political thing. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, kind of. You it, don't want it to insult political anything. because I need to like smooth this over before sure. I, you know, get attacked. Yeah. Oh, God. Because um, like the Star Wars fandom is kind of like in an unstable um, mm. state at the moment. I see. Um. And pretty much anything you say will come under attack okay. by some group of fans. In what regard? Just, it, I mean, there, it doesn't need to, do, need to be that specific. Just yeah. pretty much anything you say, they'll you'll, just, they'll just you will you on be it. attacked. Okay. Yeah. Yikes. Well, that's why we're doing this. We love I controversy. <laughs> so, yeah. So what I did was, this was very difficult for me because there's you so many scenes everything. that I love in, yeah. in the movies. But uh, so I kind of just had to go with my gut and kind of go with like the first thing that came to my head. So I tried to do one from each trilogy. Yep. And well, I guess the the sequels aren't really a trilogy yet, but um, they, will they, they are yeah. part of it, but we just haven't got there yet. Right. But uh, and then I kind of just like picked the next two, just kind of like out of thin air. 
Because I knew if I thought about it too much, then I wouldn't be able to decide. <laughs> be in okay. your own head about it. Okay. So that's kind of my. So Star Wars fans, feel start. free to attack Ashi on a personal yeah. level because of his yeah. feelings. Absolutely. Because some people aren't going to like these. Some people are going to be like, why the hell did he pick those? I think that's why we do it. Yeah. yeah. That's why it's our opinion. Yeah. And mine are kind of surprising. They even surprised me a little bit. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. So my first, uh, my number five is Kamino from Attack of the Clones. Ooh. Okay. So Kamino is like this water planet where they made all the clones, mm -hmm. right? Um, and the reason I love this scene so much in what is kind of widely considered the worst Star Wars yep. film. Yep. Um, <laughs> is... It's like, it's, so it's raining in the scene. Um, and it's just like, reminds me of just like being cut up on the couch on a rainy day watching nice. Star Wars. You know what I mean? So, uh, Han Solo shows up and he's trying to figure out like what's going on on this planet because he like heard a rumor or whatever. So he shows up at, and the you mean Obi -Wan? isn't it Obi-Wan? I'm sorry. What did I say? You said, you said Han, Han Solo. Han. I'm sorry. Yeah. I knew where you were at. Yeah. Obi-Wan. You're going to get attacked for that. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm How dare you even. I'm screwed. Ewan's going to be that. livid. Yeah. <laughs> So he shows up and then it's this like sleek kind of uh, buildings that kind of stick out of it's, the water. It's wicked cool. It's just looking. the visuals are insane. Like yeah. this is where you give, you know, George Lucas credit on the prequels for coming up with like new creatures, new planets. His, the worlds he made. Were just yeah. The so world building is just incredible. Yeah. And I just love the look and the vibe of this whole thing. So Obi-Wan shows up and, you know, he, um, he finds out that that somebody commissioned the creation of a clone army, and um, the the Kaminoans are like those tall, like long necked, Big, long yeah, gangly white. guys. Yeah, and they're all. I really like that character design there. Um, so cool this looking. is when you get first introduced to like you see all these clones like being created, yep. and you see them at all ages too. Yeah, at all different ages. Cool. Um, you meet um, Jango Fett. Yep. And Boba Fett. Yep. Nice. Um, and then Boba's young at this point. Yeah, Boba, be, Boba's yeah. a kid. Um, and then you, you know, they drop in a little reference to Sifo-Dyas, who is a, you know, they don't give any information on him. They just say his name and like, yeah, he's the one who did it. And like, if you don't read, you know, supplemental material that came out years and years later, you don't really know. Yep. Like, they don't explain just anything about drop. it. You know what I mean? Yeah, they just say it. Explain who he is. Uh, so Sifo-Dyas was, um, was a Jedi master who could kind of like see the future better than a lot of other Jedis. And he saw like a great war happening in the galaxy. And he thought that the Republic needed an army to fight off uh, what, you know, mm -hmm. ended up being the droid army. Yeah. And so he went to the Jedi Council and he said, like, I think we should have a clone army created. And they were like, no, that's not the Jedi way. And so he secretly went. He went rogue. Yeah. He secretly went and had it. Um, the droid army commission through the Kaminoans. And, um, and then he died later. But what happened was Palpatine kind of found out about it. And he used that as kind of like a pawn in getting the Republic to uh, join into the war. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Interesting. So, used it to, yeah. Do you have more to say about the and, yeah, Anyway, the scene ends with like, you know, there's a big fight between Obi-Wan and Jango Fett, which is super sick. You can yep. see the slave one and everything. I was going to say so. that fight is on my honorable mentions. The Obi-Wan Jango fight yeah. specifically was fight such scene. a cool scene because you get to see Jango with all of his crazy bounty hunter weaponry and armor yeah. and stuff. 
He's got like he shoots like a cannon thing out of his head, and he's like flying around with a jetpack. Yeah. It's super sick. And and Obi Wan and they're trying to escape, so Boba Fett's like guiding the ship and shooting at Obi Wan. Yeah. <laughs> from the ship. Anyway, that was a that was an awesome scene. Yeah, well, love that scene. Big so fan. Attack of the Clones was number five for you. That scene, obviously. Uh-huh. Okay, great. I, I mean, I said my five, uh, four because it was oh yeah, the, so it was you, the bar yeah, scene. You did so the you can scene. skip right past me. <laughs> my number four, let me let me reference my notes here. Okay, so I also wanted to kind of pick and choose. So, gun to my head, almost all of my favorite scenes are going to be from the original trilogy because that's obviously just, like, by far my favorite. Mm-hmm. Right. But I wanted to get some stuff from the new ones because they were, in their own right, awesome. Um, so, I picked the first time in The Force Awakens, Episode 7, when Rey and Finn are flying the Millennium Falcon. And the reason I picked that was because it was like, to me, we had this huge gap from not having Star Wars. And then they're just like bringing it back into the fold. Disney buys it and they're like, we're doing Star Wars now. And so seeing the nostalgia of the Millennium Falcon back on the scene and it flying and it is was super cool to me. And that's where I think they're running from. They're escaping on the planet. Yeah, and, it's Jakku, the, the stormtroopers. Yeah, they're, they're escaping yeah. from Jakku and they're looking for a ship. Yeah, and and like, that's when they're not like, that piece of junk. No, it's the garbage. And <laughs> yeah. then she's like, the garbage will do. And I just thought that was really yeah. funny. And Great just like, introduction. I think they were fly. Were they, was it TIE fighters they were escaping from? Or was it, yeah. I can't remember. But anyway, that scene was sweet. I have that as my number four because there's something to me about the nostalgia value of Star Wars because of like growing up with it mm-hmm. that. I, I just thought they did. I thought JJ did an awesome job of paying homage. To, he did. Yeah, he tipped his hat a lot. Stuff. He made yeah. sure to do that because I think he was worried yep. that fans would otherwise be livid about it. And I think I was actually a little, not bummed, but I regret watching trailers and stuff before I saw the movie because I think they had a lot of the Millennium Falcon flying scenes and stuff in the trailer. Yeah. Which I think if that would have just happened and I wouldn't have known it was coming, I would have been absolutely floored and like over the right. moon. I only watched the first ever, I, with movies, I only ever watched the first ever release trailer because it's always the most bare. Very teaser. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, teaser. I remember the first time I saw the trailer for The Force Awakens yeah. and, and he just goes, yeah. Have you felt it? And I was like, <gasps> like I literally yeah. had goosebumps thinking about it to myself. It was such a good One trailer. One thing Star Wars never fucks up is the trailers. Yeah. They're always yeah. fantastic. So yeah. good. But anyway, yeah. yeah. So just seeing that, seeing the paying homage to, and then the, just knowing the ship was going to be such a big part of the movie. That was just so cool to me. So yeah, that's yeah. My number four. The whole first part of Force Awakens, like honestly, is like perfect. Yep. I like so from too. when it starts. And honestly, it's not until like Hans and Chewie show up that it gets a little weird when they're with the, uh, I forget what they're called, the big balls that roll around. Oh, yeah. Tentacles and stuff. That was a weird scene. scene, I was kind of like, okay, I could probably, Raptors, yeah. Yeah. I could probably do without this. But like literally from the beginning of the movie up to that point, literally is perfect. I totally agree. He introduces the characters so well. Yep. The characters, Finn the and world Poe and everything. Yeah, like, I love Ray's introduction where she's just yep. in that giant wreckage. Mm-hmm. She's scavenging. Has the old pilot helmet and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So cool. Anyway, okay. I wanted to, wanted to get that four. in. Number four for you, Ash? Right, let's look Sorry, we're see. back around you very quickly, but that was just okay. because of my cantina. This is where I'm. you guys are going to be mad at me. Oh, God. This is another one from Attack of the Clones. <sighs> That's why he's going deep. <laughs> Attack of the Clones gets a bad rap. And 
it should because there's you sure. know it's there's so many scenes in that movie that are painful to watch. Yeah. Is that the um, peak of Anakin yeah. being weird with the lovey stuff? He's really creepy towards yeah. Padme. <laughs> Super weird. Um, and then when, you know, they're like actually have gone past like the, the first date phase, they're like rolling around in a field. Yes. But it's I just so painfully it corny. Is, and it's oh long. Giggling. And it's long. It just too. keeps going. It's like they like, you know, whoever edited it. Well, like they just have leaving to, it on painful scenes for way too long. Do you know like, why I think ah. they did that, though? Because they had to try and be like, look, they're in love. Because in the first movie, she looks like she's 25 and he's like six. Was weird. They, so they were I like, understand, oh, forget that yeah, he was a child. They're trying to make it convincing <laughs> yeah. that these two are in love. You know what I mean? And it's like you're coming from the original trilogy with like such a natural progression for Han and Leia. Yeah. Right. And they um, were never like and, over the top either. Yeah. There was no it was just so much more. Them. It was tasteful. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It was like bantery. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, the, the scene <laughs> not actual, that scene. is the rolling around in the field. <laughs> yeah. No, that's the scene. No, my scene is the battle of Geonosis. So um, starts out in like the big Coliseum and like George oh, Lucas yeah. is really notorious for you know drawing influence from other types of movies so this whole like gladiator style scene right um like obi-wan uh anakin and padme are in there with a bunch of creatures and they're chained to the aren't they like chained up they're chained up and you know count dooku's there and the geonosians who uh if you don't know are responsible for uh building the death star Ah, the, okay, the, the, okay. like they have like wings and they fly That's around. They're all gross bump. and bug like, but um, yeah. So then you know you think all hope is lost, and then you know the Jedi Order shows up. Mace Windows <laughs> window. Mace Windows. Mace Windu. <laughs> Mace opened his window. Is a total badass. Mace was so tight. Um, and then they get cornered, and you're like, oh, what's gonna happen now? Then Yoda shows up with the clone army. Yes. Swoop down. Yeah, it's yeah. just like holy shit. So like when I saw this, I was in like middle school and like I dressed up in like Jedi oh, robes yeah. with a lightsaber oh, and went and waited so cool. in line. They didn't have um assigned seats, so you oh. had to wait in line. Oh you had yeah, to get there early if you wanted a good seat. Glory days. Yeah. So you'd you camp know, out. That's unbelievable. Yeah. So like that's that's like it signifies the beginning of the Clone Wars, like actually starting something yeah. that they established in the very first Star Wars movie when. Yep. Obi-Wan just says, like, yeah, me and your dad, Anakin, fought together in the Clone Wars. And you're like, well, what the hell is that? Yeah. So, like, you finally get to see, like, this is where the Clone Wars began. Yep. Um, and then, you know, it ends up with that scene uh, where Yoda and Count Dooku fight. Which is tight. Which you're like, if there's one part of the movie that you just stood up and cheered for... <laughs> You know, just and you were just like, holy shit, Yoda just fucked shit up. When like, he drops that cane and then just starts flipping around, yeah, you're like, yo, this like, is sick. I love all how the, much more they used Yoda. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, really showed yes. him off in the first ones. Yes. I will give them that. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of satisfying scenes in that movie. Yeah. Is the point I'm trying to make? I actually it's, forgot uh, that the Yoda fight scene was in the Attack of the Clones. Oh, uh-huh. That's man, yeah. that's a good one. And then yeah, the, the other one fights. was when yeah. he fights. Palpatine, Palpatine yeah. Yeah, Yoda Sith. got like some good screen time. They're obviously like, we really need to stress. I do remember, awesome even as a kid, because yeah. I was young when these came out, that even I was 
Like Yoda's so CGI'd right now. It's a bit yeah, like I, I was a little. Obviously, they one. wouldn't have been able to have such a badass fight scene any other way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was just so starkly different than the originals that I was just like, this is a little weird. Even as a kid, I was like, this seems a little weird. Right. But I don't know. What can you do? That was George. Loved him some CGI. Yeah, he did. He like had a real face. Didn't yeah. He? Well, at the time, CGI was like still pretty primitive. It was very it was, infancy yeah. stage. Jurassic Park did really good with it. That was one well, of the first used movies. Most- Anim- they, they mostly used animatronics, so some of the things that they, they CGI did, yeah. in that are so well done yeah, that you don't even maybe, know they're yeah. CGI, and it's like pretty yeah. impressive for the '90s. It was, and it really was. I watched some behind the scene thing thing where they uh, showed like they showed Spielberg like, "Hey, we could do this," <laughs> and showed them like one of the uh, w- one of the ones that run through the field. Yeah, yeah. they showed like a, just a basic like CGI of one of those running and just like how mind blown they were yeah. to see it at the time. Uh, but anyway, you know, George has always been very focused on pushing technology forward in his films. And, you know, for how primitive CGI was at the time, um, it honestly holds up decently well. Of course, they've gone back and touched them up over sure. the years. So yeah, the version you watch to, yeah. now yeah. doesn't exactly look the same as it I did. do find that funny because you, like I, with the, trying to just find the original, original Star Wars of the original trilogy right. is almost impossible unless you have like the original yeah, VHSs. Yeah, I, and I, even the VHSs uh, aren't even. Are they all of them touched up too? Um, well, those are remastered. Right. Of course. And then but, adding uh, in the weird CGI stuff here so and there. So I, I sent you a link, Fleur, to um, the, the uh, unspecialized editions. <laughs> So you can get them. Well, they're not official. They're fan made. Oh. But uh, or th- they call them the despecialized editions. But you can watch a YouTube video on how these were made and like the painstaking detail uh, that these people went through to make these versions. But um, to make them like the originals, basically. Yeah. To make them as close to the originals and the highest possible quality. Uh, okay. So. I gotcha. Um, anyway, we could talk about. Yeah, we could talk that about that freaking yeah, CGI, yeah. man. Top five CGI movies. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, I so what are we at three? We're at three. Okay, my three is uh from episode six, Return of the Jedi. Ooh, um, nice. it's when uh they've all basically been captured by Jabba, and uh they're flying them out to the middle of the desert or something to feed them all to this monster in the sand. You probably Sarlacc know all the Pit. names. There you go. Yep. There mm-hmm. we go. I know you guys would know. Um, and Luke says, this is your last chance, Jabba. Set us free or die. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. lol, Luke, so you're so epic. silly. And then he does the whole jumps off the the plank, I guess. It's technically a plank, isn't yeah. it? Like walking the plank. Uh-huh. He jumps off, bounces himself back up. C-3PO like launches the lightsaber R2. at him. Oh, was it R2? Sorry, I knew it was one of them. Um, knowledge and, bomb. Um, knowledge bomb. Knowledge bomb. <laughs> <Boom>. <laughs> And it basically just ends with everything, just the most hilarious explosion of everything in the oh, end. Oh, yeah. And Lando's, like, falling down, and Han can't really see. And, and <laughs> Han's like, I'm going to shoot him. And he's I like, thought I thought you said you were blind. <laughs> yeah, I thought you said you were blind. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it just it's Jabba's ship just fully explodes by the end. In he's like, chain him, of Han's events. like, tell him to aim higher and stuff so he doesn't get shot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just a little higher. So yeah, good. Lando's just like, you're just going to shoot my face off. <laughs> Um, yeah, I thought it was just a brilliant scene. Everyone's on their best performance, I think. In yeah, that. And then it was really hard for me not to include this scene in my list. Um, it is one of my faves. Honorable mention status. 
Definitely. Um, because it literally just takes a page right out of Indiana Jones formula yeah. Oh, yeah. book. Yeah. And just with the movie starting out, like you're in the middle of an adventure and then like, you know, it ends up, then they go on with the movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? So True. it like just opens up with a bang, which I really, really loved. loved it. Yeah. I, I, think w- it's so I wish good. movies would do that more often. Yep. It's because they literally do it in every Indiana Jones. Yep. Um, you're just like dropped into this. Yeah. Career. What a great sequence. Just the whole Jabba's oh, the palace whole thing. thing. It going into that, that battle. And Boba yeah. Cause Fett he tries to kill like him by yep. feeding him into the pit. And then that goes yeah. wrong. And, and then Leia. So then he's like, I'm just going to take Jabba. you to the desert. Yeah. She chokes, Jabba. chokes him out yeah. Yeah. Yep, with the chain. Yeah. It, Justice. I, it, just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Hot scene. Slave Is that what Leia. Caleb just said? Slave so that Leia was my scene. number three. Um, everything was just perfection. I thought. Yep. Love that. Love it's that. Good one. It's Great hard choice. to argue against the Starlight. I do pit. love Return of the Jedi. Yeah, it's a good one. I honestly think that's when I was younger, probably the one I saw the least. Oh, really? As, yeah, I think because I don't know if my parents were just like it was way a little intense or something, maybe a little dark. I think as a youth, yeah, my parents were a little bit, uh, you know, don't want to go too deep in that. But yeah, I <laughs> that, did. I do love it though. That one gets a lot of a lot of heat for the Ewoks. I love. Um, it. Yeah, I mean, maybe I was young. I liked them, but. It's I mean, How I Met Your Mother. I, he ha- I Barney the has the, the theory that if you uh, were below a certain age and you saw the Ewoks in the in the cinema, yeah. then you grew up loving uh, them. And so that's how he gauges the age of his girlfriend. That's right. <laughs> and you that's just described Star Wars in general. Like, it really yeah. depends on what yeah, age you were. Really, yeah, it's very true. Yeah. It's true. And the, it was originally supposed to be on Kashyyyk, and those were supposed to be all Wookiees. That was oh, in the yes. original script. I do remember hearing and that. And George was like, nah. Let's, let's change them to cuddly teddy bears. Yeah. <laughs> so which, which is fine. I, I love the Ewok. I love the Ewok. I love, I love an Ewok. Yeah, yeah. I love an Ewok. If you, t- you know, if you take that away, it is, I think, the darkest of yeah. the original trilogy. Yeah. And it, like, really plays with the dark side, light yeah. side. Yeah. Uh, thing Luke's for Luke. Luke's rocking so. black really cool. that whole movie. I yeah, think. yeah. It, like, really lets you know that he's, like, yeah. he's, like, on the he's edge struggling. of the dark there. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Your old dad, you know? Yeah. Okay. Number anyway, three for you, Luke. My number three is from the OG, not the original trilogy. Let me sorry. The first, the prequels trilogy. Okay. And as a kid, because I the so this is from the Phantom Menace, the first one. Episode one. Which was 99. So I was young. I was like 10 years old. And honestly, like I know that it gets a lot of heat for and rightfully so. It gets a lot of heat for being overly child focused in a lot of ways with Jar Jar and all that stuff. But as a kid, I thought it was awesome in every single way because it was like Star Wars is back. I loved the original trilogy and then going to the theater, the same thing, waiting for the movie to come out, like standing in line at the theater. And to me, the scene that I'm picking from this is I like still can watch this and absolutely love it is the pod racing scene. I just absolutely loved the pod racing scene because it was like it was long and there was a lot of it, but it was just, I don't know, as a kid, it's just like it's a big race, like a big epic space race. And these they're flying through. And he's so young and and he's he's doing so well. Yeah, Yeah. it was just like, I don't know, so fun. And, you know, I thought Sebulba was a badass. He was like the main dude that he was racing against. Um, I thought it was uh, it was funny that dude wrote. I watching it back again recently. I was like, man, this dude fought dirty. He was like messing yeah. with Anakin's pod, and Anakin didn't start right. And then he like they get latched up together, and it was a whole thing. But yeah, I love I love that. I do scene. remember it going on a long while. It was long. Yeah. It was long. Yeah, it was like ten minutes or so. Wow. And you know, uh, 
Oh man, I can't remember the movie where you know George got the inspiration from that. Um, might what? be Ben Hur. Mm. Um, but yeah, you know that that whole race scene was obviously influenced by like horse horse and carriage races. Yeah, you know from movies like from you know the fifties and sixties. But um, yeah, incredible one scene. Of, one like, of the coolest you know, parts to me was the la- there was no music in the whole scene. Uh-huh, it's yeah. just sound effects, and they were the coolest, most well sound done sound effects. Is incredible. Like the the sounds that the different pod racers. Pod, what do you call them? Pods? Would there be pods? Yeah. I guess they're pod pods. Yeah. Anyway, pods, they like they were all these super epic sounds. And as like you know, you're they're scaling through like that. You can hear it going from left to right. You feel like it's behind you when you're in the theater. Yeah, it, like when Anakin's getting like right. It's toward the end. I think Sebulba gets right up on his ass, and you just hear this like boom, 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 boom. Uh-huh. Sounds sexual. It was it was tight. It was real tight. <laughs> Speaking, I, I will say just quickly. You said there was no music and stuff. I am going to do a quick honorable mention to um, episode eight uh, when uh, I can't remember her name. She's got the purple hair. Oh, um, she's uh, basically Holdo. Holdo. Yeah. Yeah. And she like Laura Dern and she does light speed into the, yeah. the um, yeah. uh, first order ship. Yep. And they don't use any music Full for that. Full silence. Full silence. And it just splits the ship. And it, I think that scene is beautiful. I remember in yep. the theater. I just love they didn't use music. I like lost my shit when that scene happened yeah. because it was just all this. And it was like all this like build up bump, 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 and then yeah. it's just dead silent. There's not even sound effects. No, there is nothing. Dead silence. For like five seconds. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And then there's just epic visual and all the spaceship like explosion. I thought that was the most like super well done. I love that they didn't do any music for yeah. that. Yeah. I just thought of it when you said there was no music. Yeah. So. The sound editing in Star Wars as a whole is just unreal. Yeah. I think that was that was a lot of Ryan Johnson. Mm. Like he's a creative director, yeah, for sure. And it's like the cool part about that scene is like you can hear you hear the audience gasp, yeah, because it's so quiet and everyone's just like blown away. Yeah. Did Super you cool. did you get ruined in the theater? For me, everyone was silent. Like no one made. I heard there were some theaters where people were like making noise and stuff to just like mess with people. And, uh, but I had a great experience in my theater when that short that, that scene short happened. story really quick. I got a chance to see the movie a day early at a at a you know an indie movie theater oh. that a friend used to work at. Nice. Bad decision. Really? Because it was like all employees of the theater. A lot of people were talking. Uh, A lot of people uh, were like laughing at inappropriate parts. uh, And I was like really trying to focus on the movie. And then like that movie's kind of hard to digest anyway. Yeah. Yeah. When you first see it. And I was just like, after I saw it, I was just like not in a good mood. So I went and saw it the next night, obviously. And like I was able to like, you know. Get the full experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's kind of sucked. So that I'm, I'm never going to do that again. Yeah. But. I had a, I had a wonderful viewing experience with that. Everyone in the theater was super on edge. It was that's just like, cool. you could feel the tension in the room. It was sick. Love it was that. Really sick. Okay. I'll show you number three. Yeah. My number three. This is from Attack, from Attack of the Attack Clones. Of Clones. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I'm going to do one from Last Jedi. Nice. Um, I am a fan of The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was okay for me. Yeah, there's there's a lot of it took you know, a lot of heat. that movie created a lot of discussion. And it kind of split the fandom, and it's been you know a difficult movie to discuss. Yeah, with people because a lot of people get unnecessarily heated about it. Yeah, but anyway. <laughs> yep. So the scene, uh, and this is kind of like a universally like scene. It's kind I of wonder an if obvious it's going to be my number two. Maybe. So anyway, it's the a Snoke's throne room scene. Yes, yeah. that is my number two. Go. Yeah. Scene. Great scene. Um, beautiful design. The yep. throne room looks nuts. It is wild. Uh, you got the Praetorian guards. 
standing in the background. The guys in red, yep. And, you know, the, the tension of the scene is built up through the entire movie through um, Kylo and Ray doing their, like, force Skype thing. Yeah. Yeah, force um, Skype. Force Skype. Yeah, that's, that's, what, <laughs> that's what people... I love that expression. Yeah, force time. Force time. That's kind of what people call it. But, yeah, so, and, like, all those scenes in the movie are great when, when her... Uh, when Ben and Ray are, are discussing whatever it is. And then, so you get to this scene and Snoke like thinks he's got it all figured out. Yep. He knows what's going to happen. He's foreseen it. He's yeah, like, he thinks he's, he's manipulated like, them. Yeah. And- Kylo's going to kill Ray right now. Cause Ray won't join. So let's, let's do this. And then, you know, uh, an ongoing theme in star Wars is the, and I use the word hubris, which is funny. Cause I didn't even know that word until, Luke Skywalker said it in this movie, but the hubris of the, of the first order of the empire, like, so the bad guys in the movies, um, their cockiness always gets in the way of their success because they think that there's no way they can fail. And that's kind of what happens here. And Kylo is, you know, doing his best to like hide what he's really thinking from Snoke. And Snoke is just like, so wrapped up in himself. Like I got this all figured out. He doesn't know that Ben's actually turning the lightsaber on him. And then Snoke dies and you're just like, holy Which shit. Which was yeah. so mind-blowing. Yeah. When that happened, I just remember being like, holy shit. Because you don't know what's happened for a second. Like yeah. you're, you're like, a, a lightsaber's gone off and you're like, <gasps> and then you see that it's on it Snoke and then he just drops. Yeah. yeah. And Nuts, you're like, dude. what? Such a badass scene. And then you get this awesome like team up of yep. Kylo and Rey. Fighting the guards. Everything guards. Red, yeah. Yeah, the color, then, like the color, different, like because they're obviously in black and what, well, creamy white, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then everything else around them is red. Uh-huh. And the weapons that keep changing yep. with the guards, like one suddenly has like a, a chain almost yeah. that he changes his like spear. I into love a chain how and, minimalist that whole set was too. Yeah. Like yeah. they didn't overdo it. It was just so well done. Red, not yeah. a bunch of shit everywhere. It was sick. I love it was that. cool that you got to see the guards in action too, because it's like in Return of the Jedi when you see like the Emperor's guards, they just stand there, right? Yeah, and like if you like read into canon, like they're supposed to be the best warriors, like, right? That are available, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it, it's hard to get up in the ranks to be like the Emperor's guard. It was a cool scene. So, but you never get to see them in action; they just stand there. They just stand there. Yeah. So it's cool in this scene to be able to see them just like really get involved yep. and like there's a big fight be and, and, then, and fail yeah. <laughs> yeah and then lose but and then well, Ben <laughs> thinks that you know this is great now Ray's gonna join me and we're gonna control the galaxy together and she's just like okay now Ben's gonna join me and we're gonna side, be good yeah. guys and they're both just like no and then and they then fight over more the more hubris you know yeah well I that brings up an inter- interesting point to me because in that all along we still don't know who Ray is if she if she's like Kenobi or if somehow she's some random Skywalker or something we don't know or if she's just a a new breed of Jedi sure but um if she is a Jedi but uh it's interesting to me because everyone's like what what who is Rey is she are they related all this and then Ben's like your parents were nobody you have no place in this story right and I thought that was a really great line because um it really opens up to be like wow she's just a nobody that could become a somebody. And that obviously might change in the last one. We might get revealed that she is yeah. a somebody in this whole saga. But I just thought it was really interesting because she's like, you have to come and fight for us. And he's like, why are you fighting for these people? You, yeah. you have no place in this. As a deep fan, do you have theory do on that? Do you have that? your theory? That's what I was going to ask. Um, 
when you got somebody like J.J. Abrams working on the next movie, it's kind of hard to decide. I know he did. There was like a quote from him recently where he said that he never felt like, you know, after, you know, following up The Last Jedi, he never felt like he had to fix anything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's like, I've worked in television so often that like, you know, somebody directs an episode, then you're responsible for carrying on the story. Right. However, they did it. Right. And he's really used to that. Right. So, um, was he involved in the writing or was it just completely Ryan Johnson? Was Ryan he involved? Johnson wrote and directed yeah. the second yeah. one. Yeah. JJ wasn't like involved. No, really. no I mean, I think he was a, pro- uh, one of the producers on opinion, the, he got yeah. a producer yeah. credit, but yeah, he wasn't he heavily involved in the story. In, in the story. Okay. Uh, I don't believe cause he, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't slated to, to direct right. the third movie. Right. It was supposed to be Colin Trevorrow, but you know, so he didn't know he was going to be directing it. So he probably yeah. was just like, okay, let's yeah. let them do their thing. But, um, yeah, he was like, you know, he's like, we want to answer the question, who is Ray, in the most satisfying way possible. Um, so I try not to theorize too much because the issue with Star Wars sometimes is when you're theorizing is your your uh, expectations get I agree too locked yeah. in to yep. what you want it to be, and then you end I like up getting just disappointed. Being told the story as it happens. Yeah. I, I have some friends that for anything just deep dive into whatever show or movie and especially TV shows where they're, you know, they're coming out and then people online are just so with it. And like, it's like Game of Thrones. Yeah. You just get theories and they were all wrong. (laughs) Even like, but even sometimes they're right. And then it's less satisfying. Cause then you've ruined it for yourself. I'm like, I'd rather just let it unfold. I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but I, I one channel that I watch on, on YouTube is called star Wars explained. Mm. It's like a really level headed point of view kind of, kind of channel. But, uh, I think they make like t-shirts that say speculate responsibly, <laughs> which is like funny. a really great yeah, that's you know, good. mentality to have Yep, I essentially. Cause it's fun to speculate, but if you go in too deep, you're just going to fuck yep. yourself up. Yep. Okay. So my, uh, number two is the same as Oshie's number three, the red room. So the red room, the red room, red, red, red. Uh, I like so, that. The, uh, red, the room. red room. That's <laughs> cool. So it's my your number turn? two, Luke. Number two? Yeah. Okay. My number two is from a new hope as well. Um, I don't know what it is for me, but there's, I just am, obs- I love the Millennium Falcon. I love the scenes that are in the Millennium Falcon. Did you have a Millennium Falcon growing up? Uh, No, I never, we didn't have like a bunch of money to have cool stuff like that. I always wanted to do like the Lego ones and stuff and like all the cool action figure yeah. stuff. Just to chime in on that, yeah. like that's why I collect action figures now is yeah. because like I didn't have that many of them I didn't when either. I was a kid. Yep. You know what I mean? Like we are yeah. broke. Like yeah. my cousins, toys, exactly. you know what I mean? Like. My cousins had like the, I think my uncle had bought all the original toys like back when it first ever came out. Mm-hmm. And my cousins would play with his, and you'd just see like the Millennium Falcon just stuck in mud in the garden. My mom would be yeah. like, oh, just makes me so much money. <laughs> yeah, man. I always wanted that. But anyway, yeah. So I love the scenes that have to do with the Falcon. So my number two is the TIE fighter attack with, in the new, in a new hope. With Luke and Han sitting in a, a, the opposing gunning, yeah, like yes. what do you call those? Like the, the like the gun, like the gun gunners, I guess. Barrels. Yeah, but that <laughs> scene, the turrets. turrets. Yeah, there we go. That scene is so tight to me. It's really short. It's not a long scene, but they're being attacked by the Tie Fighters. Yeah, and so all of a sudden, like I think this is Luke's first time doing anything like this, and that I can recall. Yeah, but they jump oh, he's in so the. Happy about it, yeah, they jump in the turret. Obi Wan just died. Yeah, Han's like, yes. "Sorry, dude, you yeah. don't have time to mourn." Yeah, it was I like we're Obi's not done dead. yet. Obi's dead. Luke's still so happy. Yeah, and <laughs> but what was One so thing bad? What you have to accept about Star Wars is that they're gonna bet 
First of all, time oh. doesn't exist. Irrelevant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Second of all, there's not enough. There's no time to mourn. Yeah. Just keep on. You got to move on. Yeah. They're still ahead, coming at us. But yeah. So like when the, the coolest thing to me was the way that they designed the gunning parts of the ship. Yeah. So that like the way that they move in the seats as the you know as they're shooting and aiming the gun was super sick to me. And then even like the computer to like to to. I don't know, sync up where they're in your sights. Yeah. yeah. I just loved how they did all that. And then you get the like Luke getting a kill and being like, yeah, I'm so pumped. And then the great <laughs> line where Han's like, great shot, kid. Don't get cocky. That's like one of my favorite lines. Love that. And then you got Chewie piloting the ship, which uh -huh. I love Chewie. So it's just like everything cool to me about Star Wars where it's, I don't know, you're in it. I mean, I can't obviously imagine what it was like the first time seeing that, but oh. it had to just be mind blowing. Yeah. Like, Shattering. Just this crazy cool space fight scene in a gunship stuff. I don't know. I just love it. Like, definitely my favorite. I love that it's short and sweet. It just gets it done. And I don't know. That's definitely my number two. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Great I choice. I don't even know what else you can say about it except that it's just like it's sick. It's just fun. A lot of the yeah. um space battle scenes you can um, put side by side with old World War II movies. Mm. I was going to say. And they yeah. cut the scenes exactly no to the frame. That's cool. So like the ship flies by. It's like, it's, it's, the, like a it's plane. literally the yeah. same exact editing, same exact cuts. That's wild. Same positions. Like they did not mess around. They literally just straight up copied. They're just going to do this, but in space. Yeah. Yeah. There was a deep cut movie called Memphis Bell and uh, they're in bombers and they had like the turret underneath the bomber mm. where a shoot, like the small right. guy would be the shooter. Yeah. yeah. And that's and, where that design came like, from. And like then, turning around and that really would like reminded me of that. To harken back to one of my other ones, which is why I think I love the scene so much with Ray and Finn in the Falcon is because yeah. Finn is firing from the same gunner spot yeah. that they were doing in, in A New Hope and it's fighting like off TIE fighters. So, yeah. Like yeah, like it's like yeah. so similar. And again, it just my nostalgia, how they yeah. played that up was so they cool. Did that, yeah. Yeah. So it just like, I don't know, it all plays that clearly to me, I'm just obsessed with those scenes when they're <laughs> firing from the Millennium Falcon. That's sick. <laughs> Top yeah. five Millennium Falcon yeah, moments. <laughs> I love it. Love it. <laughs> okay. Uh, actually, we're, we're back to you because I already did my two was your yeah, three. Yeah, we're on so. number two Yeah, now. number okay. two. Uh, yeah, my number two is um, a Millennium Falcon scene. There actually. you go. Oh, nice. So A New Hope. Yeah. Uh, when they're doing the the uh, Death Star trench run, so and good. when Han Solo shows back up, yeah. So he was. Everyone thinks he's gone. Everyone thinks he's gone. He's taking his reward money. He's gonna go pay off Jabba. Yeah. And uh, let's see, Luke's being followed by Darth Vader in his Tie Fighter. Yep. His own dad. Yep. Which is nuts. Nice. Um, Spoiler alert! And you know, does Vader know right. that at this point? Uh, no, I don't he, think he, he doesn't does, right? know. He yeah. has no idea. He's like, he goes, the force is strong with this one. Yeah. Like in the scene. Yep. He's like, that's oh, weird. I thought Vader always knew. No, I don't he, think so. I guess he didn't. Because yeah. Luke just out, showed back up. He finds out, I think, sometime between A New Hope and it's Empire. an Empire. Yeah, Strikes Back. He does. Yeah. Well, he he doesn't actually find out in the movie. Um, no, he just realizes. I think. Yeah. I can't remember. I there, watched there's it like a comic like, oh. book where they kind of show where he realizes because he like goes to Obi-Wan's hut on Tatooine after killing him and he like finds a journal, mm. realizes like Obi-Wan's been there watching somebody named Skywalker and he's like, oh, fuck. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. I'm a baby daddy. The, yeah. The, the last <laughs> name was kind of the giveaway, really. I got a lot of child support parents. <laughs> <Yeah. up. laughs> 
Um, <laughs> but anyway, the uh, I mean, dude, the shot when um, you think all hope is lost and so- Han Solo shows up and shoots none other than Darth Vader oh, yeah. out of the sky to clear the way for Luke. And he goes flying out, spinning out of spinning. control. Yeah, he, does, yeah. he goes, oh, it's great. He's like, what? <laughs> what? James Earl Jones. <laughs> James Earl Jones reaction. <laughs> what? What? Uh, oh and then, God. you know, obviously Luke uh, blows up the Death Star after that. But just that scene, because like Star Wars is all about redemption. Luke, your computer's so, like, up. You know, yeah. <laughs> Use the force. But um, yeah, so Star Wars is all about redemption. And like, you know, Han Solo is a questionable character throughout the whole movie. And when he comes back, you're just like, yes. Vindication. That's just like the most stand up and cheer. It's like the most Star Wars moment. Oh, so good. Man. Uh, that, you know, because, you know, Star Wars movies. I think should make you feel good. I was going to say, it just brings so. you joy. It's so sick. Yeah. It's just pure right, joy. <laughs> hey, man, it's awesome. You can um, say what okay, you want. Okay, so we're at number ones. Do we want to do... Are we do, already at number um, ones? We'll do Cray. some honorable mentions, maybe, then a recap, and then we'll jump right into our... I love it. Nose. I feel like I've said a couple of my honorable mentions. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll do one. Uh, I would say from Empire Strikes Back... When they're on Dagobah, just in general, is a sick scene. And my favorite part of it is Yoda showcasing how powerful the Force is. When Luke can't lift the ship out of the, the X-wing out of the the, like swamp, and he's like, "Yo, I'm about to show you how to be sick." And then Yoda just whoop lifts it up. Yeah, isn't that that scene? That's that, isn't it? Yeah, I just love that Yoda showcasing how strong the Force can be if you trust it. Right. A lot of people don't realize that every single Star Wars movie introduces a new force power. Ah, oh, I did not know that. Yeah, so, interesting. And that's why you know, even up until um, the Last Jedi, when Luke like force projects himself across the galaxy to that planet, yeah, it's like a new right. force ability that he's ever seen before. Think about it. Wow. Yeah. It's kind of become a thing where it's like the responsibility of the filmmaker to mm-hmm. introduce to a new one. force power. Yeah. Because, like, it wasn't until Return of the Jedi when you saw, like, the Force lightning. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I did not yeah. realize so that. So that, that's an yeah. honorable mention for me. I love Dagobah. I think it's um, great. I'm doing an honorable mention to That's No Moon. <laughs> it's a space. <laughs> that's No Moon. All right. Can I be? And uh, the thumbs up from BB-8 using a flame. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. It's little thumbs up. Yeah. When him and uh, Finn are like, yeah. And then yes. BB-8's like, ding. With oh, a little yeah. th- a flame for his thumbs up. I also yeah. I laughed way too hard at that when I, I know, first saw it. I thought it. it was brilliant. So corny, but I was <laughs> Similar so tone as when Han takes Chewie's uh, bow uh, gun blaster thing and, oh, yeah. and yeah. He's, he's like, like, wow, I like this. I'm going to get me one out of here. Oh, yeah, yeah that, that was a bit cheesy. I loved um, it. Also, did everyone, I mean, you'll know this. I don't I don't even know if it's a proven fact, but that um, when Ray's in her handcuffs, and she says, you will remove these restraints and like let me go kind of thing. That stormtrooper is Daniel Craig. Yeah. I did know that. Yeah, yeah. I did hear Old that. Old James Bond just popping like, up. Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of those cameos. Yeah. yeah. Actually, apparently Prince William and Harry were in, were stormtroopers at some point. Yeah. I loved Simon Pegg being one. in it as the uh, the guy who, what's his, I guess he's like the. Uncar plot. Yeah, there you go. He's like a dude, big dude, big Greasy yeah. guy. Big greasy guy. <laughs> um, okay, so show. Oh, and also we probably, I don't know if this is going to be someone's number one, but when Han gets frozen. 
This oh, yeah. expression is hilarious. It's not my one, but it's great. Well, I, I cryogenically or whatever, I guess. And he's and she's like, "I love you," and he's like, "I know." And then he gets yeah. put into the that thing. whole scene's great. That's an example of like a tasteful uh, way of showing love the scene, you know. Yeah. Yes, you know. And I believe that's when Chewie's got C three PO on his back. He does. Yeah, he's scene, carrying him as like basically yeah. a backpack, which is yeah. so funny. The comedic between the comedy between uh, Chewie and C three PO. To be fair, C three PO has his moments where he is rather annoying, but for some reason, everyone loved him and everyone hated Jar Jar. Yeah, yeah. Jar Jar was a little. I mean, Jar Jar was just horrific. Yeah, but... I love C three PO. Okay, so we do. You uh, have more honorable mentions? I gotta Give throw out one yeah. honorable mention to Wafka because he literally thinks this scene is so funny. He might have been one of the people that sent this in, actually. Yeah, he did. Oh, really? He did, and he texted me. He's like, "I know this is already one of your scenes." I was like, "No, it's not." <laughs> He's the, he like, was your photographer. Yeah, Wafka's yeah. Our, our. Well, he was oh, our photographer for a while. Yeah. yeah, good buddy. Um, he uh loves this scene. It's when uh Han and Lair trying to get into. Endor in Return of the Jedi with the stolen Imperial shuttle. Yes. And they have like a clearance code and And Vader go. And so they're like communicating with, uh, with the guy on the death star and uh, Vader comes up and goes, who is that? That's trying to get through. And he goes, he he goes, it's an older code, sir, but, but it checks out. out. I was about to clear them. And, uh, Vader's just Vader like knows that Luke's yeah. on the shuttle, so he's just like, yeah, let just That's let it so through because I need to go talk to this it. dude. Yeah, but like I don't know why Wafka thinks it's so funny when that guy said it's an older code, sir. But it's, it checks, it out. checks out. Well, it's he become a it's, meme. He it's, it's hilarious. It's become yeah. a meme now, which is that's funny. it. I yeah. know that it's really funny. Should we do our recaps? Yeah, let's uh, recap. Five for me was um, when Anakin murders a whole bunch of kids. That's right, <laughs> that's right on trend for me. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Episode four, New Hope, uh, introduction to Han Solo, the uh, bar scene, cantina scene. Yep. Uh, three was episode six in Return of the Jedi, the Jabber explosion mm-hmm. of his his shuttle ship. Sail type. barge. Yep, that thing. There you go. Uh, and two was the Red Room in The Last Jedi. The Red Room in. Red the Red Room in. in. <laughs> Red Room in in The Last Jedi. Uh, my number five is the cantina scene. Love. Uh, number four is from The Force Awakens, Ray and Finn flying the Millennium Falcon. My number three is from Phantom Menace. <laughs> What'd you say? Someone flying the Millennium Falcon. Hey, it's, uh, it's good stuff, you know. <laughs> Just play to your strengths. Number three is the pod race from Phantom nice. Menace. Number two is the TIE fighter attack from A New Hope. Nice. Osh? Uh, my five is Camino from Attack of the Clones. Number four is Battle of Geonosis from Attack of the Clones. <laughs> Number three is Snoke's Throne Room from uh, The Last Attack Jedi. <laughs> also Attack of the Clones. And number two was Han Solo Returns from A New Hope. Han Solo just chimes in, just shows up. Mm. Best yeah. point. Love it. Uh, okay, my number one bum, 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 bum. is from The Force Awakens. Ooh, number one. I absolutely freaking love the force awakens i know some people find some of it cheesy but i thought it was such a good movie and actually i really really preferred it to the last jedi um i i did i was one of those people that kind of struggled with the last jedi with like the your mom jokes and stuff there was some stuff that for um, sure i would say was but, uh yeah but the the force awakens i thought was so well done i just loved the entire thing but um my scene is um 
forest scene between Kylo and Rey at the end when it's pitch black. Mm. The, the planet's like breaking up or whatever. I can't remember what they're fighting on. Is it a planet? I can't remember. Um, Killer base. Yeah. And Finn's there and he tries to save Rey and then he gets knocked out. So then Rey's like, I've got to fight and she's fighting Kylo and it's it's super dark. They're in a forest and he has his red lightsaber and she has her blue one. And, and just the visual is amazing. And then he's pretty much just beating her. And he's like, oh, he says something about the force. And she's like, oh, my God, I need to use the force. And then mm-hmm. she just destroys him. Yep. And the yep. only reason he gets away is because the, there's a huge split in the ground between them. So they can't reach each other anymore. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they could have done the Jedi jump thing. The but, old Jedi know. jump. Um, but yeah, so the only reason that it doesn't end with him getting completely destroyed is the fact that the ground splits up and they, they get separated. But yeah, she like slices his face. Yep. Um, just, just, I just thought it was beautiful. It was like so dark and, and the visual of his red lightsaber in that is darkness so good, with, yeah. the, with the vents is super tight. And once yeah. again, to talk about the trailer, I remember in the first ever trailer, there was just a, a split second of him walking through, like, you didn't know who it was. They were yeah. just in all black and he was walking through the thing and he had the red lightsaber and you were like, Oh, who's that going to be? What is it? Yep. His, his clothing is fantastic. They did awesome. He did that goth his... aesthetic very well. Yeah. Um, he was great casting as well. Yeah, and I love how they did his mask to be like Vader esque and stuff. Yeah, I a little bit platypus like. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that is my numero uno. That's a good one. Force Awakens. I love that movie. I think it's brilliant. I can still watch it very often, and any, I still to this day watch the trailer every so often because I got think it's any so well uh, done. bombs about great that. Trailer. Any knowledge yeah, bombs for us? Things. Drop um, it. In the novelization, oh nice! It's uh, you kind of like can read into Ray's thoughts in that scene mm. that you don't really get from the movie, mm. and I guess you know because in the in the movie it appears that like the ground breaks, but uh, in the in the novelization she like makes the conscious decision not to kill him. Hmm. Oh, nice! Um, which is like you know her kind of yeah staying on the light side of goodness, which is pretty cool. Another thing, a uh, little bit about Star Killer Base is, uh, and I forget the name of the planet, but where they um, built the big laser cannon, that planet is where they would take young Jedi to find their first kyber crystals because the entire core of the planet is made from kyber. Hmm. So they would take the the younglings there to find, and they would have like a crazy force vision, find their kyber crystal that they would build their first lightsaber with. Nice. So that's Pretty where tight. the uh, power um, from the laser comes from. I always had a thing where I thought that your lightsaber only worked if you're a Jedi, but then they had Finn using it and I was like, oh, it's just a button. It, it's just an on-off it's button. It's just their chosen Color? weapon, right? It doesn't mean you can't use it. But as yeah. gr- when I grew up, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it will only work if you're a Jedi. They, like you have the force kind of type powers. Yeah, you can't build one unless you're a Jedi because you kind of have to have harness the power of the <laughs> kyber crystal. Um, but yeah, once it's built, it's just like a general. Anyone can use it, yeah. yeah. Well, Is it true that Samuel L. Jackson only agreed to do the movie if he could get a purple lightsaber? Or is that a myth? I think he was doing the movie either way. <laughs> or at least yeah, it was he, a request or something. It was a request. He was like, yeah, he's like, I want my hilt to be gold and I want which to was, have a purple which was blade. so tight. What color yeah. would you choose? Ooh, that's a I good might question. do black. I'm a fan of the purple blade. Purple or green, black or green for me, like a deep green. Yeah, man, I haven't thought about it. Maybe, uh, maybe we go with 
I love purple. Definitely. I think it's because of Samuel L. Jackson, though. Yeah, it's Samuel L., man. He just made it cool. I don't know. Big okay. Mace fan. Yeah, I love Mace. Sick. He's supposedly like the best swordsman, mm. you know, because he pretty much beats the emperor. Yeah. And Yoda has a hard time with the emperor. Yeah, true. Yeah. So um, just the fact that that's kind of one of the indicators that, you know, and I think Anakin says at one point in one of the movies, he's like, yeah, like I'm almost as good with a sword as Master Windu. Or yeah, something like I do remember that. Yeah, yeah but. It's anyway. really funny to me when Palpatine's face just basically melts. Yeah. In the, <laughs> I mean, in it the doesn't prequel. melt. He just ages. Goes I love how he addresses like the, the Senate looking like a just glob. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and then older Padme's like, so this, how, this is how this ends or something. Yeah. With, with thunderous applause. She's yeah. trying to be all philosophical. This is how democracy yeah, ends. Yeah. That's, that's one criticism I have of the character design on Palpatine in the, in the prequels is... He, he didn't look, he's never looked right to me there. Yeah. Like he looks, yeah. he looks so convincing in the um, originals. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's so. hard to make him more youthful looking to then look older, I guess. Yeah. It's weird, right? Because yeah. he, he played, he was young when he played the old guy in the OT. Yeah. And, and then the he was, all, he was the perfect age. Yeah. In the funny. prequels. That's so, funny. I don't know. I think they just went overboard with the makeup. It they did. All they had to do yeah. was kind of like make his face just look shitty. Age him, a but they bit, like yeah. put, they went overboard. It was with so it. like it looked like a melted candle or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he literally melted. It was <laughs> weird. Never uh, like that. Like, I'm interested to see what he he might look like in episode yeah. nine. I'm not sure if he's going to be like physical or a right. or some kind. He's of, just going to be a blob at that some point. Kind of ghost. <laughs> yeah, he's just, yeah. He's just melty on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> all right, number one for me. Uh, so I think. Gun to my head, Empire Strikes Back is my favorite of all the movies. Nice. I think if I had to watch any of them over and over, it'd be that one. Um, so I had to pick a scene from that. And it's kind of a general scene because it's a big scene. But oh the just battle. The same of one, the, I know. Is it the Battle of Hoth? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like, hey, I'll let you. Let's have yeah, a big discussion I'll let about you it. talk about it a lot, too. Yeah, so anyway, like just the whole. I think it's the cinematography and then the introduction of the walkers, which I think is the first time you see this them. This is when they're yeah. on the snow. Planet, on the snow. Right? So right. they're coming from the rebel base. And then they just, they're looking through their binoculars. And all of a sudden you just see these like ominous, giant, like slow walking bad guys. And it's just like, I don't know. Something about that scene was just like, Ugh. Isn't this just after Luke nearly freezes to death and Han yeah. puts him inside yes. an animal? Yeah. Yes. Uh -huh. It was after that, right? Yeah. 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 And, but yeah, so then... Them also the combination of that with the rebels speeders, which is the where the snow speeders are. Yeah. yeah, those ships are so dope. Like they're just these like little boxy ships that they're flying around through the snow. And so there's something about that scene that it just did it for me because it has a good combination of like good fighting. It's a good battle scene. Plus you get interaction with. Leia in the in the base and Han comes in and they're trying to like get Leia to leave with him. Yep. And I loved how they attacked. So okay, I had to ask you this because I grew up saying ATAT -AT, yeah, like my whole childhood. Said. Do you still say that? Because I was like yeah. doing research and realized that it's like at at is I guess the like he was worried he was going to say it wrong. He was like, oh, Who she's going to correct me. Well, I don't know if it's the official, but that's what I was seeing on websites and stuff. They were like, actually, it's at at. And I don't know. That's what I saw. No. Am I wrong about that? No. I've always said ATAT. -AT. It makes more yeah. sense to me. I have a, uh, it's an abbreviation. Yeah. And I can't remember. It's like yeah. all terrain. Something. Yeah. Right. But like, uh, 
Yeah. I just know it was a point of contention online. And I was like, oh, I just always I thought just it was this. Some people say it one way. Some people say it the other I like way. I've always said be. the letters. Yeah, it myself, just seems like they're all capitalized. So I feel like it makes sense that yeah. way. I don't know. You we don't watched, say soup. You say SUV. Like, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not like sub. That's a great, great reference. Yeah. Yeah. We watched it the other day. And I also love that scene, but I didn't put it in because just, this isn't because why I didn't put it in. But I noticed when the stormtroopers turn up, their outfits look suspiciously like the KKK. <laughs> they, <laughs> the snowtroopers? Yeah. That's yeah. funny. I never thought about that. They ran that. in and I was like, oh, that's awkward. It's funny you say that because, you know, it's like the the empire is essentially the Nazis. Yeah, it yeah. is, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's where the, they drew the influence from for that. Yeah. So, Feel free yeah. to expand on that scene. But yeah, I just love, I love them, you know, figuring out how to take down the walkers because yeah. it's so they're so almost impenetrable. Yeah, they have to like fly through their legs and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and they use the tow cables to yep. wrap them up. Like, I don't know, that whole, the whole thing was, in my opinion, just so well done. Why is it yeah. your favorite one? Um, yeah, a lot of the reasons you said, I was going to, you know, talk about the binocular scene when yeah. you first see kind of the uh, the walker come out in the distance. It's so ominous. Super ominous. And, you're, and, you know, it It really, they do a great job of setting it up that the rebels are the underdogs here. They're trying to escape, yep. and there's no way they're winning this fight. Yeah. They just need to hold them off long enough to get the transports out. So, um, and, you know, the mo- movies are called Star Wars, and this is the first, like, actual war scene you get. Yep. yep. And um, it's, like, on the ground. Full land battle. Um, the speeders are, like, inter- um, planetary vehicles like they don't fly in space right, they right. only fly like um close Basically to the ground. the ground so yeah it's like so yeah they they wrap up the walkers yep. it's really cool um i love like i love those ships because it's like the x-wing i love when there's or at least maybe it's just these but i love when there's there's the pilot and the, the weaponry the, guy the, the gunner, gunner. Yeah. like i just love that whole dynamic it's of cool. Of having to have the pilot talk with the gunner and position. And I just think that's really cool. It's a great design. It's also a scene that showed up in more Star Wars video games than any other scene. Mm. Just because it's so fun to play through. Yeah. yeah. And it's, you, it's always the same. Yeah. It's like you're just, you fly out. Yep. You, you take out the, the walkers. You wrap up the walkers with the tow cable. It's been in so many different video games. Yeah. It's like, ah, let's just do it again. Yep. I feel yeah, like they just wanted like a different landscape. To, yeah. They wanted to, it was kind of like a, not a James Bond. It's like Inception. Yeah. Where each level is so different and there's a different landscape. I do and then think you have like the snow level. That's and just yeah. what I think George Lucas did so well was setting up all these different worlds Planets that have their own identity. Dif- and Different yeah. ecosystems. Yeah. yeah. It's all, and you, you could so easily fall into just making everything look the same. Like you don't have to go as, as far as he did, but because yeah. of that, it made all of the world so cool to me. Well, it's yeah. like when Ray first sees something that isn't Jakku, and she's right, like, right. "I didn't know there was this much green in the universe." Yeah, because she mm-hmm. sees all the. She plants. only knows the desert. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just love that. I'm love, honestly, love I'm just gonna step in and say I'm surprised that nobody said, um, in the Last Jedi, the final fight scene. And um, they're all flying super old janky pods, it, and the salt, like, yes, the, all the footprints are in red. I and almost, the, I almost brought that scene up. Salt. I yeah. almost brought it up purely for the aesthetics. I mean, yeah. it's just beautiful the, to look visually, at. The, yeah, the, visually, the white looking sand with the red, like you know, behind it when the ships are going or with whatever they are going. The only reason I didn't was because I did not like the dynamic of Finn 
and that scene. Finn and Rose. Finn and Rose. Rose. Yeah. And that was dominating that scene. Very true. I, so, yes, but yeah, I mean, visually it was yeah. really... Visually, it was, ama- it was one of my favorites of the entire yeah. series, but... It was just, I don't know. It wasn't like my favorite because of that. Yeah. But. I think it was like the message they were trying to get across was really good. Yeah. The execution was a little weird because like the chemistry between Finn and Rose hadn't. It was so manufactured. It was developed so poorly in the uh, Canto Bite scenes. Yeah. So it was just kind of cringy. It, which know. was such a weird and they scene. Just, and that's it's so that's my thing. thing. It's like, like, I really like the movie. I honestly do. I feel like I'm more on the side that really likes liked that yeah, movie. You really yeah. enjoyed it, I yeah. remember leaving. I was like, wow, I really like that. And then I got, it was a bunch of people like, it was awful. And I was like, I don't, I get the points that people, then obviously there's a lot of things that I could, you could, you struggle to argue or not maybe the best, but yeah. as a whole, there was just a lot of it that I really liked. It's just a, it's just a great film. Um, period. In my opinion. Um, <laughs> but it's uh, it's hard for a lot of people to wrap their head around it within the Star Wars universe because there's a, a lot of things that you wish you saw yeah. that you didn't get to see. Yep, yeah. I agree with that. And then stuff you saw that you were like, was that necessary in in my mind? Um, let's go to some of the people that uh, sent in some yeah. of theirs. There was a lot. Nat, uh, yeah, so we had people send in their top five. Star Wars scenes. Um, and Janelle all sent in the, um, when Han Solo replies, I know to the, I love you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, there was one, I have to give a shout out to Ali Kittle. She used to be a part of this other job that I had and she is madly in love with you, Oshi. But, um, she said, I hope this is for Oshi's episode, which is hilarious. Um, <laughs> a lot of stuff that I am surprised that none of us said, I am your father. Yeah. That came up from a lot of people. And to me, it's just too easy to say. Yeah, I tried to go a little deeper. It's obviously the most like insane scene and like probably the whole series. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But uh, Um, I just figured. Yeah, cutting off his Everybody knows that's good. We don't need to talk about it. I wanted to get into the, some of the nittier, grittier stuff. Yeah. Like the Battle of Hoth is super deep. Like I went way deep for that. So deep. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people did send in stuff for Rogue One, which I'm sad we didn't get to discuss because I do love Rogue One. Yeah. Yeah. Rogue Um, One's great. Love it. And um, DLN Reeves said three Darth Maul fight from episode one. Mm -hmm. I almost had that in mind. Yeah. Because that was with with Qui-Gon, Obi, and Darth Maul. Yeah. And like the score... Oh, it is yes. obviously insane. Duel of the Fates. Mm. I hope we get to hear that again. That in was so nice. They were saying they're bringing back a lot of like pretty much every. It was actually John Williams' brother, oddly enough. Who did he, that? He's a no, no, he's a oh. composer too. But okay, he, in an interview, he said that you're gonna get to hear in some form every score that's been written. Wow, for Star Wars in this final movie hmm. at some point wow that's gonna be a busy movie so, yeah one of one I'm of our really hoping for some duel of the fates like especially with that ray kylo fighting on like the death star yes. ruins yeah one of our loyal uh, listeners darth severe said uh his, his darth severe also which is pretty tight it's handle pretty, yeah pretty hard, his, yeah. His, his tight but he said yeah he brought up the duel of the fates so sick good shout out uh we got ethan nomad who uh wants to call out when luke gets the weird milk from the utter the, the blue thing. milk that he's drank since yeah, he when was he a like kid. gets it out of the that's one of his top that, apparently <laughs> according to him his I don't top know that's scene is I, milk in the I, top weird scene for sure <laughs> yeah 
Uh, let's see. I, what think, else we I don't have. know anybody who really likes that scene. <laughs> yeah, I know because he looks at it when he's drinking it. I yeah. think that's kind of gross. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh. La, 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 la. Who is this? The Iceman says, "Um, hello there." Oh, wait. When Luke looks down the barrel of a lightsaber after Ben hands it to him. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. Darth Vader's rampage at the end of Rogue One, another Rogue One. Um, General Holdo's light speed sacrifice. Uh-huh. Um, and he said the Red Guard. Um, a lot of Darth Maul lovers, actually. Yeah, a lot of yeah. Darth Maul. Um, and then Obi-Wan's speech after he defeats Anakin. Mm. On Mustafa. Yeah. I actually don't remember the speech. Uh, he just says like... Yeah. yeah. Oh, the epic yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were the chosen one. So yeah, a lot of the I love you, I know. Yeah, I see a lot of that. <laughs> I mean, how cool was Han just playing it like that? Yeah. I got Mace Window that Mace Window either. being chucked out of the window from Ollie Blackwell, which is uh sad. Yeah. yeah, the I love you, I know wasn't scripted, um, which is funny. Because, like, Lawrence Kasdan directed the movie. Uh, George didn't. And Lawrence did a really good job of, like, making the uh, dynamic between Han and Leia, like, really believable. Mm -hmm. And the script said, like, I love you. I love you, too. And that was supposed to be the first time that they, like, admit that they do. And they kept reshooting it because, like, they were like, it's just not right. Because Lawrence Kasdan's, like, anti-corny yeah and he was like it's just not working and then like i apparently han solo just uh freestyled the i know and they're like that's perfect they left because that's exactly what han would say that's very Han. very han i love it what is your favorite like which one is your absolute favorite if you had to pick out of all the movies like including things like rogue one and that's probably empire i mean that's kind of like universally agreed upon it's like it is the best oh another scene that i didn't talk about was when another han moment is when they're in the uh the control room and they're being talked to by the was it in the first was it in the original one yeah before they everything's fine here we're fine weapons malfunction uh, everything's fine uh, and they just shoot the leak really bad leak gotta lock it down and they're like we're coming up anyway and he's like is that when they go into the garbage yeah it is yeah that's that's how they escape I almost had the garbage shoots great trash compactor scene almost made my top but then but we got producer Caleb wants to get hot producer and say not one mention of the garbage shoot scene yeah, yeah like it was. Is. It was. That, it's a class. That was another one for me that seemed too obvious. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, it is because very it's, obvious, classic. it's classic. It's classic. It's like me picking the cantina or... scene. Like it's obvious, yeah. but it's so good I could not have it. But yeah, the trash compactor scene was a great one. Yeah. To be fair, uh, sorry, I'm stealing this for a second. When it, yeah, when they, <laughs> the, it, the whole bit, to... the whole that was bit good. where they're just like he keeps getting pulled under by the thing. Yeah, that uh, goes on a long time. It does. That, that's yeah. like a well. Also, it's hilarious because there's multiple scenes in that movie where something from beneath is is grabbing, and you only ever see a tentacle, and you never find out what it is. And they're all getting crushed, but this animal isn't getting further up in the trash compactor. Shout out to the Family Guy making oh, well, fun of they, that they scene. That it leaves through like a. A thing. Uh, I love Family Guy making fun of the, the, like their the Star Wars parody when they do that scene, and it's like Meg. It's really funny. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only time she shows up. Yeah, there. I think it's She's the only time. Dianoga. Di- so good. That's what oh the creature's God. called. Uh, well, thank you for joining us, Osh. That was fun. Thanks for having me. I feel like I learned a lot. Where can people find you online? Uh, it's uh, at Ashi Bashar. Good luck spelling it. <laughs> not Jules Bashar. Yeah, no, it's not Jules. Jules. I'm going to keep calling you Jules, I think. 
I'm a fan. He's probably going to hate that. Yeah, he hates it. Uh, uh, Luke, where can people find you? You can find me at Luke Show Me Mo. You can find me at Flash Omo. You can find at at. You can find us at well, ATAT. <laughs> you can find ATNT at uh, MyTopPod. <laughs> MyTopPod.com. Uh, leave us a subscription or a review. Yeah, I we could do some saying. reviews. Yeah, some we could. More reviews we haven't had review, some reviews in a while. I don't think we've asked for any. So it's true. Do some of those. Like, those help us with sponsorships and all that shiz. Ash, you got anything wild coming up? You want to pump anything? You want to pump uh, your new country project? You pump old no, this is your time. You know? to leave for tour, but I think it'll probably be over by the time. Yeah, it's yeah. true. It's, uh, it's true. I so mean, how was your how was your new year? Yeah, yeah. Is that when it's gonna be? No, I don't know. Twenty twenty. Wow. No. Imagine if it does come out in twenty twenty. You know, what we should do is sync it up with the new movie coming out. Yes, you that's yeah, that's a good idea. Like Christmas time. Okay, so turn it into a marketing meeting. Yeah. So hey, Oshi. How excited are you for that new movie next week? Oh my goodness, I can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> okay, this has been my top five podcast. I almost forgot <laughs> what top, we called. My top five podcast. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Bye. Thanks for hanging. Bye. Thank you.